Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Still kicks goes. He's through. He scores. How you doing there, folks? Um, welcome back to the Strictly Cast, back from an extended hiatus after an international break. Of course, we are the podcast of StrettyNews.com, the number one fan site for the voice of Manchester United fans worldwide. And, well, just when things seem to be looking up, United finally escaping the deftly clutches of sixth place. Uh, we played out another frustrating home draw against once-considered routine three-pointer in Tony Pulis's West Bromwich Albion. It was another tale of spurned opportunities, lorry loads of wasted possession, and a serious case from the grumps from Mourinho afterwards. And joining me back on the podcast this week is Philip Morrissey, all the way from Malta. Phil, how are you doing? Hi, not too bad, Mike. It's a bit uh, warmer and a bit uh, more hospitable over here anyway. Although it's a bit, uh, it's a bit of a strange country, a bit of a strange place, but friendly nonetheless. Anything particularly strange you want to highlight for everybody listening? Uh, well, the the amount of drink driving. Okay. The uh, the facts that uh, the fact that we um, we were we were going to a place on Saturday night and had a bus organised and the bus company forgot to send out the bus. Um, oh, well, that's, um, that, just, that sounds a little bit like Spain or southern France, to be honest. Very much like that. Very much like that. It's a bit haphazard at times. Yeah, well, um, I mean, thankfully, I was too busy this weekend to actually dwell on, on the result, and you were on holiday, um, probably having too much fun to dwell on the result too much. But another uh, goalless draw at home against the routine three-pointer, uh, first of all, Phil, what were your just your initial thoughts on the match and the performance? Do you think the team that United put out uh, was good enough to get the job done? Yeah, it should have been. 
by by no stretch. There should be no excuses about not beating West Brom with the team that they had. Uh, much has been made of the fact that uh, there's an over reliance on Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He slows play up. He's uh, he makes when he's not scoring, nobody is scoring. But that was a chance there for the likes of Martial, the likes of Marcus Rashford, uh, Wayne Rooney when he came on, and um, certainly with Mkhitaryan. And there was enough. There should have been enough in in midfield in terms of uh, well we should have had enough well we certainly had enough possession uh, but we certainly I think there was the injury to Mata was was major because um, there was very little creativity behind the front player it was like yeah the thing with Mata as well is that what he offers he just offers it of a sort of uh, big uh, leading figure in the team um, when maybe somebody was like Zlatan Ibrahimovic and, and Paul Pogba are not around and he's just obviously Wayne Rooney not being quite at it these days he's just able to come in there and and, and just sort of calm everybody down and, and make things happen isn't he? It just, it just seemed as if after half an hour when they hadn't scored there was just a sense of panic um, there was no need to um, some of the, the play was just very unintelligent to say the least uh, you're playing up against six center halves uh, all guys that are over like 5'10 6 foot and you're chipping crosses into the into the box it's it's brainless yeah, I just got a few stats from this game that I just want to read out. Um, so uh, overall, um, United had seventy-five percent possession, eighteen shots on goal, only three of them were on target. And just going from this season, even though that stretched United, the, the goalless draw against West Brom stretched United's unbeaten run to nineteen matches. They've actually dropped nineteen points at Old Trafford this season. And I'm just looking at some of these teams overall that United have dropped points against. Uh, we've got Burnley, we've got Hull. Uh, West Bromwich Albion, Manchester City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Bournemouth, uh, Stoke, and I think, if I remember rightly, it was West Ham United as well, although um, feel free to correct me on that if you can remember that. But obviously, now some of these times, like the big games like City and Liverpool, you can maybe forgive points being dropped here and there, uh, but you look at those other teams, Burnley, Hull, West Brom, Bournemouth, Stoke, West Ham, and I would say to a large extent Arsenal as well, um, because let's be honest, Arsenal are the new Spurs, um, it's, you're not going to win anything if, you, if you're dropping points like this at home. What what do you think's going on here? What what is it? What is it you think United need to do to stop those points being dropped? Is it as simple as just as just putting a ball in there, or do you think there's something else going on? Well, there's a phrase of lies, damn lies, and statistics, isn't it? Um, you can have all the possession and all the shots in the world, but if you don't score, if you don't test the goalkeeper enough. There was there was a two chance, two late opportunities by Marcus Rashford. There was a chance when Mkhitaryan broke through after a ball rebounded, but other than that, there wasn't much that Ben Foster actually had to do. He got man of the match, but honestly, he wasn't overly stretched, which is lunacy, like considering that uh, 
considering they are a team that they're not really playing for anything. They don't really have. They're not going to get into Europe. They're probably their their only ambition is to maybe finish in the top, maybe top eight, and that's it. But uh, is it the, is it down to? I don't know. Is it down to the fact that they don't seem? I don't know. Is it a team talk beforehand that just seems to demotivate them or what? I wouldn't mind jumping in about that actually because his Mourinho's post-match antics um, obviously stirred up a fair amount of of publicity in their own right but he was very critical of the attackers, he was very very um, I think taciturn to say the least towards um, Conor McNamara, the BBC reporter Um, and obviously there was the, the comments he made about Luke Shaw which we'll delve into in a little bit more detail later on um, what do you make of those post-match antics of his and the comments he made? I mean, he basically just singled out all four of the attacking players out on display that day for criticism. Um, do you think that sort of behaviour is maybe what's creating a lack of confidence among these players? Because I look at Anthony Martial, for instance, you mentioned him earlier on, and he scored three goals in 982 minutes of league football this season, and he's got a conversion rate of 14.3%, which is obviously very poor, for for someone who had the season he had last season, do you think? Um, do you think Mourinho is carrying that kind of conduct into the dressing room? And if so, do you think it's knocking the players' confidence? Well, it certainly can't help. Certainly can't help. Um, there's a right way and there's a wrong way of encouraging players. Some don't actually respond all that well to kind of to criticism. There is. Some characters will kind of use it as use it as a way of um, to say, right, I'll show you, or like I prove myself, I get better. Like, but is it the strength of character? Is it the there has been accusations of Marino in the past in dressing rooms of uh, the force of personality that he is that sometimes it can cause players to shrink. Yeah, and um, just as a little bit of a lead on from that, I mentioned Luke Shaw before. Um, I just want to go through the comments that he made about um, Shaw. This is this is what he said. He was he was asked about why Luke Shaw wasn't in the team, and he said this. He said, "I cannot compare the way he trains, commits, the focus and ambi- focus, the ambition. He's a long way behind." Um, and then basically compared him to, uh, and he was comparing him to uh, Ashley Young, who was a winger, Matteo Damian, who was a fullback that doesn't get forward very much, and Daly Blind, who's not really a fullback, not really of anything. He's a bit of a jack of all trades, master of none. And then he was asked by reporters whether he expected more from an England international, which of course Luke Shaw is. And he responded by saying, Joe Hart is an English international, he's playing on loan in Italy. I'm not quite sure what he meant by that, whether that was to say that. Was it? Was he trying to say Luke Shaw should leave? Well, I think I think what the the Jay the uh, Joe Hart was saying that just because of the fact that you are in the English team, it doesn't give you a God-given right to play for either Manchester City or Manchester United or one of the bigger teams. Joe Hart is currently in the England team at the moment, but his form is 
drastic over in Torino, and uh, yet people are clamouring for him to to come back and to sign for the likes of Liverpool or Arsenal. The figures. The problem I have with that is that well, Michael Keynes in England said actually he plays for Burnley. Jake Livermore played against Germany the other week and acquitted himself very well. He's a West Bromwich Albion player. You've got obviously Jamie Vardy, who's a Leicester player. I mean, there's plenty of players that aren't playing for the top top four teams now, although it's not the top four anymore, it's the top six. Um, now you could say that was, maybe he was having a dig at the lack of talent in the England setup, but what is going on with Luke Shaw specifically? Is it all just Luke Shaw's fault? Um, do you think there is some leftover personal enmity and grudge from Mourinho about the fact that he turned Chelsea down and went to Manchester United? When he was at, when he was the manager of Chelsea, or is he just a fat bust? Uh, well, you know, you get what I mean. Um, what do you think is going on? Well, I think there is certain. I think there was definitely some sort of uh, psychological after after effects of the the injury that he suffered, and since then he's he started he started the season well. Let's let's be honest. He was actually in the team. He was actually first choice left back. He played against he played against Bournemouth. He played against Southampton, and he actually did very well. I uh, remember him setting up one of the goals, and um, yeah, he first played the first couple of games, and then he was out. And uh, there was the accusation after Swansea that he didn't want to play for the team when. So, but there was no that you're only going on on Jose's word on that. So you don't know what the the ins and outs of it are, and honestly, don't think Marino should have revealed something like that in the dressing room to the to the media. It's uh, it's creating an air of untrust and um, suspicion. What happens in the dressing room should stay in the dressing room, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, speaking of um, speaking of post-match antics, what did um, what did we make of David Moyes' comments? Former Manchester United manager David Moyes' comments towards BBC reporter Vicky Sparks, where he threatened to give her a slap. Oh, God, it's it's lunacy. Like, what was he thinking? Of? <laughs> he has lost the plot, hasn't he? He's just looked steadily, steadily more desperate over the last couple of weeks. Like. I don't know. I'll... Apparently, they'll be sticking with him in a way if and when they go down, and that's more likely when rather than if, due to their fairly drastic form. I um, but there's no. I don't think that even anyone with the fans, they usually have this kind of spurt of form towards the end of the season, but there's nothing of that uh, being dis- being displayed at the moment. There just seems to be no sort of uh, fight or spirit about them at all. Yeah, not that there'll be any tears shed by anyone listening to this podcast or on this panel, uh, by the way, about that. Um, he does, but I'll just see the final thought. He does resemble Alan Partridge more and more every day, um, which um, I'm getting some level of enjoyment out of. Uh, back, back, of course, to Manchester United. Um, just before, I, I want to use this as sort of a segue um, into looking ahead to today's game against Everton. Um, do we think United's top four hopes are finished and 
should Mourinho be solely concentrating on the Europa League, or do you think he should try and sustain a challenge on two fronts? Well, this this is the April, this is the uh, the month to the end all months, and there's something like nine or nine or ten games over the next couple of weeks uh, with the Europa League. Uh, the games against Anderlecht and all the refixed league games it's there is the danger of putting all your eggs in one basket isn't there to, to solely go for Europe in the hope of uh, in the hope of winning the Europa League and then letting your league form drop I, I honestly don't think you can do it I honestly don't think it's possible. Like you have to have to to go into a major European game like that. If you're, or you might be playing the better teams, the likes of Schalke or one of the larger Dutch teams or the Spanish teams. How can you expect to go in with any semblance of form or any realistic hope of beating them if your form is so? erratic and up and down at home the um, the the march to uh, Barcelona back in 1999 that was on the that was built on the back of actually having a really good league campaign I don't think they could have beaten the likes of Juventus and Bar- uh, Barcelona and Inter Milan if they hadn't had the challenge and be so consistent at home. Yeah, but this, I mean, is that not an unfair comparison? This team's nowhere near in that quality. There's not the same consistency of quality through the squad. Um, the There's not as much certainty um, around the club right now in many ways. Is that is that a fair comparison to make, to make to that? I mean, I suppose the argument would be to say that it's all very well to say that, you know, yes, United challenged were able to gain momentum from multiple competitions in 99 and did so to a large extent in 2008 but when your team is as stretched as this one is it seems to be suffering a hell of a lot more injuries than that those teams did um would you would it not surely it would behoove them to to, to concentrate on one one thing or another wouldn't it should we have uh, perhaps not reached the final of the Carlin cup done so do you think uh, an earlier exit of that competition would have perhaps done this better or maybe the FA Cup well I'm glad you mentioned the FA Cup because the problem is you know we could say well maybe we should have got out of the League Cup earlier but of course we went out with the FA Cup so I feel like that FA Cup kind of nullified the League Cup thing to a large extent um, you know it's not listen one thing I would say nobody but Ander Herrera could be blamed for Ander Herrera's brainlessness um, during that game at Chelsea which got him suspended Um and speaking of that, uh, looking ahead to the game uh, at home to Everton, of course Herrera is back and Zlatan returns as well from their respective suspensions. Zlatan, of course, was uh, banned for an elbow on Tyrone Mings against Bournemouth, um, who was far more snide about stamping on someone's head, if I remember rightly. Um, Pogba's still a doubt, and uh, but of course Matter, Smalling and Jones are all out, and in the case of the former, uh, Matter might well be out for the rest of the season. In the case of the latter pair, uh, I would imagine that's quite a relief, certainly to me, that those two aren't available. 
Um, Everton, uh, a couple of bits and pieces of team news from them. Seamus Coleman is out, of course, after that horrendous injury sustained at the uh, at the upturned studs of Neil Taylor um, during the international break. Uh, but James McCarthy's out as well, who also sustained an injury on international duty. Lennon and Funes Mori are out as well, and there's going to be no Old Trafford return for Morgan Schneiderlin, who is um, apparently just not quite fit enough for this game. Uh, of course, we've just been talking about whether United should concentrate on one front or another or both, Philip. Um, going off what you said, thinking we should try and build momentum, does that does that then suggest we should be putting out the strongest possible team against yeah, Everton? I think I think we should. Over the um, but it depends what our uh, what our current strongest team is at the moment. Um, does does Zatan go straight back into the team? Does um, does does uh, with the in the absence of uh, Juan Mata, does I I'd imagine Ander Herrera is going to start, but does Fellaini start instead? Um, Oof. goodness me, I hope not. Um, well, Zatan surely has to go back in, doesn't he? I mean, no one else has put the ball in the net. I know Zlatan's been guilty of a little bit of wastelessness himself, but um, surely he would come in, you would think, for for Anthony Martial, um, I would imagine, considering his performances yeah. this season. Um, did you see the Everton, uh, the Merseyside Derby on Saturday morning? I, uh, I, saw some, I saw extended highlights of it, very extended highlights of it um, on Saturday night. Not much of the day, I managed to... Um, I won't say where, but pull up some uh, the um, the extended highlights on Sky, and uh, I did. And um, Everton actually battled quite well for a while, but in the end, um, Liverpool's propensity on the clock to perform in big games was really just too much for them. I think that Coutinho goal, once they responded to the equalising goal by taking the lead again, um, as Coutinho did, it was an almost immediate response to his equaliser. I think that was pretty much they managed to accrue, accrue the momentum that they needed to um, to win. I thought Everton lacked some serious tactical discipline. He put a lot of young players in that game, Coombe, and that was a young, young team he put out there. Like Galloway, I think Davis was there. Was a couple of others out there as well. The young lad who made the error, I think, that led to the first goal and then scored. I think it's Pennington, Matthew Pennington. Um, a very, very young team. Um, I mean, clearly they've got some very, very talented boys coming through the academy. They've always had a good academy, Everton. But you'd think we've seen the players like Herrera back and Zlatan back. And maybe, fingers crossed, although he's a doubt, it's nothing's conferred, maybe getting Pogba back in there as well. But if not, certainly you would think between Herrera, hopefully maybe in a slightly more advanced role in the absence of other players and the likes of Mkhitaryan and Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and, uh, that they would be able to... Certainly, there would be sufficient discipline among that team to put them to the sword. Um, you do wonder, though, just as a little aside, um, Andres Pereira was sent out on loan. Uh, we could have done with an extra body in midfield right now, couldn't we? Yeah, because apparently he's in cracking, uh, he's in cracking form over in Spain. He's uh, he's been included in some of the teams of the week for the, the past couple of months. And he's probably, even though that the, the side Granada, they're actually towards the, the bottom of the table. They're fighting relegation at the moment. Um, in terms of 
assists and in terms of goals, he's actually well up there. Yeah, I believe so. He's been doing very, very well. I mean, he's always been thought very highly of among everybody who's seen him, seen him coming through, coming through the ranks at Manchester United. At times like this, you would, you would like to have seen United being. I think United really could have made use of him at this point. Um, what do you, uh, what do you make of the whole Lukaku situation? Because he was really poor. He was really. Uh, his form was really bad against Liverpool, and uh, he was highly criticised. Uh, uh, obviously, there's a contract situations going on at the moment. He's in dispute of whether he wants to leave the club. Is that playing on his mind? Mm. Well, obviously, I mean, we have been linked with him, and we do need a striker. I don't think he could really be. I know he had a poor game, but. He was provided with little to no service by his teammates. I mean, it was incredible, really. Everton did very, especially the second half, gave him absolutely nothing. And um, I just, I don't, what what is he expected to do when he's not given service? He he lives off getting that service and he wasn't given it. So um, I think there was many more Everton players who um, deserved criticism more than him. But obviously, because he's the biggest name in the team, because he's the top scorer, he's the star player, He's he's gonna catch the heat. Um, whether he'd have caught that heat if he was English, um, this is a, 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 a we, me and Dale talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the last edition of the podcast. Uh, I was saying that I think foreign players, especially black foreign players, do get treated very differently uh, in media coverage to uh, white players, especially white English players. I think there's a huge, huge difference in in coverage to those players um, but I still think he's terrific I'd have him at United in a heartbeat and um, yeah the contractual situation is a funny one just because it was said less than a week before it came out he wasn't going to sign a new deal that he was going to stay his agent Mina Riola um, said that he was going to stay and that's the really interesting link as well the fact that Mina Riola is his agent um, that's obviously going to have fuel to the flames United obviously are very close linked to him through uh, a few of his players um, obviously Pogba and, and Mkhitaryan but we almost signed Blasi Matuidi as well um, last season uh, sorry last summer uh, we were going to sign him as well as Pogba but then we decided not to uh, for whatever reason I'm not too sure um, so it'll be interesting watch this space of this one um, I don't know if he's the right guy at that time I think we need more mobile attackers who just are a little more clinically in front of goal Um Obviously, that's why Griezmann is mentioned, because he fits that bill perfectly. Um, but I'm not sure we're going to get him. It's just as an aside, as a name that I'd throw out there would be um, Iago Aspas. If only because it would annoy Liverpool fans incredibly to see him come back to the Premier League and do well with Manchester United. But I've seen him a lot in the last two seasons at Celta Vigo. He has come on leaps and bounds. And he's he's probably been one of the best players in Spain this season. He's in the Spanish squad now. He's a reg- he, he gets in the Spanish squads fairly regularly. He's a wonderful little player. I like him a lot. And I actually think he'd do very well in the Premier League, especially seeing as the defences in the Premier League are so lax um, and so static. He could find a lot of space in there. But um, uh, have you got any, any predictions of the game? Uh, I'd imagine... I would uh, take just... I'd imagine it's going to be there's one of those kind of like Norby 1-0 wins. Yeah, I, um, I'm i going to go for 1-0 as well. I do think we'll win this game, but I don't think it's going to be great to watch. It's probably going to be approaching, I reckon it will approach something like the Spurs game we played earlier in the season where we actually played very well 
um, but never quite put the game to bed in my left sort of city gun edge. But I'm going to go for one nil as well. So we'll call that one uh, a full house. Um, just before we go, Philip, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on social media and where they can find your work? Yeah, you can get my Twitter address at uh, ask Philip E M O R I S E. That's on Twitter, and uh, you can catch some of my writing and some of my ruminations and uh, thoughts of uh, all things loud and uh, medley on Ireland Metal Archives. Just do check that out, folks. You can find me at uh, Mike underscore Loudmouth on Twitter on my Facebook pages at the Northern Loudmouth as well, where you can find all the stuff that all my uh, shitty new stuff, obviously, but also all my uh, all my film and arts uh, work as well. Um, so it's a big week for Manchester United coming up this week of course we've got Everton um, and then of course the return of European football again next week uh, where United take on Anderlecht and the next week's show we're going to be looking ahead to that but until then folks we'll see you next week Sports Social Podcast Network with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.